Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on, working on my legs and everything else, you know, make sure I'm ready to rock. Pistons lead by a point. Here's Trey. A straightaway three is good. Trey Young just knocked it down, and he's got 31 on the night. With four losses so far, it's been pretty disappointing. What's mm-hmm. your message to recruits about the future of the program? Look at what we're doing and the guys that happened. And you know, also, you know, you look at that bat, they see opportunities. Everybody says, I'll go somewhere's winning all the time. I may not play for a while. You know what I'm saying? Well, the LA Lakers are 0-4 to start the season, and Denver takes care of Los Angeles 110-99. to I'm Houston born and raised. Um, I love my city. You know, it's my hometown, but my home now is Philly. You know, and I love this city too. Um, that's how I deal with it. There's, there are some coaches in this profession that are in it for the right, right reason that care about kids that want to see things done the right way. And, you know, I think that's, that's really what has impressed me about him getting to know Coach Venables and good. That's good. That's a good thing. Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, Thursday, October 27. Toby and TJ, A1 and Turkey Bacon, back with you. That was a boring first hour of the show. We'll promise to pick it up here a little bit. All right? TJ, let's pick it up a little bit. I mean, what you say is boring, some people think is brilliant. I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it. I mean, you want to sit there and say that that it was bad, it's bad. I mean, but, uh, you know. Look at what we're doing. I mean, four pretty losses, look at what we're doing. Just look at what we're That's doing. pretty good. You Be a part of that. good Jimbo. I like that. Let's start with Jimbo, okay? So, uh, just, I mean, the way he talks just gives me, like, I don't I have no idea what he's saying. He's talking in circles. He talks way too fast. Teddy and Tyler are hilarious. He, just, he talks so fast you can't tell what he's saying, and so you don't know, you know, whether he's right or he's wrong. Uh, this is the answer yesterday to what do you tell? Well, you'll hear the question and the answer. With four losses so far, it's been pretty disappointing. What's mm-hmm. your message to recruits about the future of the program? Look at what we're doing and the guys that happened. And you know, also, you know, you look at that bat, they see opportunities. Everybody says, I'll go somewhere's winning all the time. I may not play for a while. You know what I'm saying? But now we've got good young players. Look at the young players team. Look at the young talent we have. Look at the guys making a lot of the plays. And they see it. We've got, we got a good nucleus of what we're doing and that we're only a playoff on, on those games. And you sell that and you see it and be truthful about it. There's no... In recruiting, the key to in recruiting, there's no pitch. When you're a good recruiter, you tell the truth. Recruiting is about one thing, truth and relationships. You can draw it up a hundred ways, but silly. All, there is no pitch. There is no magical formula. There is no pixie dust. You build a relationship through truth and trust and be honest with them about where you see them, what they do, and, and you don't base everything off one year either. You don't basically base things off history, what people have done, where they've been, what's happened, schools have happened, players, and see, and see the future of what a program is. But it's based off truth and trust, not a, it's what you tell them. <sighs> It's just complete nonsense. <laughs> it is the guy that sold me my Mustang in my 20s. Wanted a Mustang really bad. He kept talking and talking and talking. Everything sounded great. And it wasn't until I got a little older and learned some lessons in life that I realized, man, I was really screwed on this car. I am so upside down <laughs> on it. But he just talked and he just made it sound all everything sounded great that I was signing. 
if you really listen to what he's saying, like, uh, I'm going to pause this he's as saying, we go here. He's saying his program's terrible. Well, uh, some of the things are just non sequitur, like, just. <laughs> look at what we're doing and the guys that happen. And... And look at what we're doing and the guys that happen. Huh? <laughs> Programs. Look at what we're doing and the guys that happen. And you know, also, you know, you look at that in the back, they see opportunities. Everybody says, I'll go somewhere that's winning all the time. I may not play for a while. You know what I'm saying? But now we've got. You know what I'm saying? No. What he he saying? also combined three words there. Duh, good, bad. Look at a good, bad. Programs. <laughs> look at what we're doing and the guys that happen. And guys, you know, also, you know, you look at that in the back, they see opportunities. <laughs> look at that in the back. Baby, get the back, back, back. You know what I'm saying? Everybody says, I'll go somewhere that's winning all the time. I may not play for a while. You know what I'm saying? But now we've got good young players. Look at the young players' team. Look at the young talent. Look at the young players' team. Look at it. We have. Look at the guys making a lot of the plays, and they see it. We've got, we got a good nucleus of what we're doing, and that we're nucleus. only a playoff on, on those games. And you see, we're what? It's Boom Hour. It's Boom Hour standing in the alley. A, we're only a playoff from. The guys making a lot of the plays, and they see it. We got we got a good nucleus of what we're doing, and that we're only a playoff on, on those games. And you oh. see all that, and you see it, and be, you see all that, and you see it, and you see it, and then you see it. Playoff on, on those games, and you see all that, and you see it, and be truthful about it. There's no in recruiting. The key to in recruiting, there's no pitch. When you're a good recruiter, you tell the truth. Recruiting is about one thing: truth and relationships. You can drop. So recruiting's what? about one thing, truth and relationships, all right? So there's two things. Not showing up at school with a bag of money and a truck. That's got nothing to do with that. No. no, no, no so no, the no, truth no. is I got a bottom of I can sell money them on I suck and my program sucks right now, but I sell them on how that's good. Oh my gosh. Be truthful about it. There's no in recruiting, the key to in recruiting, there's no pitch. When you're a good recruiter, you tell the truth. Recruiting is about one thing, truth and relationships. <laughs> my, I only put one thing on my tacos, TJ. Lettuce, tomato, and cheese. All right? That's it. That's the only one thing I put on my. Recruiting is about one thing. When you're a good recruiter, you tell the truth. Recruiting is about one thing, truth and relationships. You can draw it up a hundred ways, but silly. All there is no pit. <laughs> you can draw it's it up a hundred ways, two, but silly. Two things. And I can draw it up a hundred ways, but, but it's all silly. silly. Yeah. You can draw it up a hundred ways, but silly. All there is no pitch. There is no magical formula. There is no pixie, pixie dust. Does. You build a relationship through truth and trust, and be honest with them about where you see them, and what they do, and and you don't base everything off one year either. You don't base now, that's five things, things off history. That's six things. <laughs> so, wait, that's seven. Wait, wait. I thought it was about one thing. <laughs> <laughs> We've added trust in here now. Oh, pixie pixie dust. dust. You build a relationship through truth and trust, and be honest with them about where you see them, what they do, and and you don't base everything off one year either. You don't base you base things off history, what people have done, where they've been, what's happened, schools have happened, players and schools have happened. <laughs> what does that mean? Basically, base things off history, what people have done, where they've been, what's happened, schools have happened, players, and see and see the future of what a program is. But it's based off truth and trust, not a, it's what you tell them. <laughs> I mean, it's just complete word vomit for 45 seconds. It's such a difficult situation when you're a fan from the, or a, uh, not a fan of the school, but uh, someone on the outside looking in because, one, you want – a&M to firing because it's always uh, good when another program fires their coach. No, two, I don't want him to. Two, you just want this guy around. He's yeah. not good. He's not winning. And it's just oh, I want clip after clip after clip there. after clip that he just gives you entertainment Gold. with. He's Mac. And Mac Brown was that way, you know. Uh, I think he's Tom Herman. 
Like, well, he's not lovable like Mac was. Mac was like, like yeah. that in a lovable way, I guess is what I should say there. Like Tom Herman, I'm like, I hope Tom Herman never leaves Texas because <laughs> the guy is just wildly, hilariously awful and entertaining. Right. right. Please let Jimbo be at A&M when we get into the <laughs> SEC. Please don't fire. Jimbo, we need Jimbo to win enough games to keep his job Do we get there. I mean, that's talent right there. He was asked a question. You're three and four. How do you continue to sell Texas A&M to recruits? And for 45 seconds, he blathered complete nonsense, but he did it with 100% conviction, right? I'm about to just put together words, but I'm going to sell it to you. You're right. He's a salesman, Teach. That He's a salesman, man. It's remarkable. He just drops. Sometimes he just drops a word out of the sky and puts it in the middle of a sentence, and you're like, "Wait, what? Huh?" <laughs> School. Look at what we're doing and the guys that happen, and you know, <laughs> the guys that happen. What does that even mean? What well, if he said I, the word correctly? The guys that happened. Even if he said that, what? What? I don't even know what that means. I don't even it, know. It look at the guys that happen. Is he talking no about the guys sense. that are committed? There are 10 things in this 45 seconds that make no sense at all. Look at what we're doing and the guys that happen. And, One. You know, also, you know, you look at that in the bat, they see opportunity. Look at the, in the bat, that's two. Everybody says, I'll go somewhere that's winning all the time. I may not play for a while. You know what I'm saying? But now we've got good young. Like, that's the most logical thing he says is, why would you want to go somewhere that wins? You may play sooner here. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean but it's telling you, it's telling the world we stink. That was a complete thought, at least, there that he put together. I go somewhere winning all the time. I may not play for a while. You know what I'm saying? But now we've got good young players. Look you at the young saying? players' team. Look at the young talent. Look at the young players' team. We have. Look at the guys making a lot of the plays, and they see it. We've got, we got a good nucleus of what we're doing, and that we're only a playoff on those games. Huh? We're only and you sell that, and you see it, and be truthful about it. There's no – and recruiting, the key to recruiting, we go. there's no pitch. When you're a good pitch. recruiter, you tell the truth. Recruiting is about one thing, truth and relationships. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. <laughs> Recruiting's about one thing. Here's two things. All right. You can draw it up a hundred ways, but silly. All there is no pitch. There is no magical. Silly? Just silly came out of nowhere? You can draw it up a hundred ways, but silly. All there is no pitch. There is no magical formula. There is no pixie dust. You build a relationship through truth and trust and be honest with them about where you see them and what they do. And, and you don't base everything off one year either. You don't basically base things off history, what people have done, where they've been, what's happened. Schools have happened, players, and see, and see the future of what a program is. But it's based off truth and trust, not a, it's what you tell them. There you go. You've heard it. That's how you keep it. That's how, if you're three and four, Tej, that's how you continue to gather in <laughs> All the the highly ranked recruiting classes without admitting that there are high dollars involved. Steve is texting, wanting to know what Nucus is. What's, Nucus, what's yeah. mucus or Nucus of the team? <laughs> He's a gift, you know. Every we have these are rare in sports, but um, it didn't used to be this way. Like when it was at Florida State, was I, he this way? I not that I remember. No, like Did we just not pay attention to him as much, or has he? No, crazy. He's gotten crazier. He's gotten crazier. The the talk, the speech is uh is is he talks a lot quicker than he did at Florida State. He had the accent. He was quirky and stuff at Florida State, but not like this. It's got to be some type of nervous energy, knowing he's on the hot seat, that he's not living up to expectations, and he's starting to speed up his talk or something. I don't know. 
Maybe it's living in Texas and having his ranch and living out in ranch land. I don't know. Ranches. But, uh, ranches. But he is Boomhauer. Like, it is like you, you do not understand. What, he talks so fast. Tyler and them are right, man. He talks so fast. You have to, like, slow it down like you're doing. And, like, okay, let's take this sentence. And then what does he say here? Uh-huh. I, I, yeah. It's just every five to seven seconds complete nonsense. But he goes so fast you can't. Like, he leaves a living room, and the mom's like, uh, Billy, do you know what he just said? I don't know, Mom, don't but he left this lie. left this bag of cash, so whatever it was, it was good. He's the guy that sold to, me my Mustang done. back in the day. <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Me I'm 18 grand upside down? How did this happen? Maybe somebody should have slapped him. <laughs> what a gift. Like... Mike Leach is crazy, but kind of intentional, right? Intentional, like, like his, his, like act. the hand rant the other day. Like, uh, pretty soon yeah. we're not going to have hands. A guy, you know, they're going to come to Starksville, and we're walking around like T Rexes, and like he's he's quirky just to try to be funny. Like Jimbo is just Jimbo's crazy. crazy. And he doesn't know it. Yes. he's co- thoroughly convinced he's smarter than everybody in the room, and he can't get a first down anymore. But yeah, please don't fire him. I like I, I like that. Uh, whoever asked him. that question too. Hey Jimbo, uh, uh, the program sucks again. What do you tell recruits of four losses? They're sitting on four losses again. Recruiting well, is about one. It's thing. about one it's thing. About, it's about truth. Winning. It's about trust. Truth. It's about relationship. About history. It's about, about building it's about things. <laughs> about nucleus. Um, yeah. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> Players happened. The poor guy that has to transcribe that. Can you, you know how there's one reporter at every press conference that like transcribes it for everybody else, so they all don't have to do it. Right? Did you know this happens at, uh, at most press conferences? At most like, press conferences, it does. They pass happen, around yeah. the duty uh-huh. among the reporter pool. <laughs> yeah. One of them will they sit pass down around and type the duty. out word <laughs> for word. Do that. <laughs> Word for word, what was said. That way, not all of them have to do it, and they'll disperse it to everyone. God bless whoever gets transcription duty for a Jimbo Fisher press conference. Could you imagine I mean, him up on the stand huh? in a court? You know. <laughs> Could yeah. you read that back to us, please? We may see that someday at the current rate. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what a beaut. Who they got? They got Ole Miss this week. They going to beat them? I don't think so. I'm telling you, I don't think they're going to a bowl. This is going to be fascinating to follow. And, let, again, we follow Oklahoma, so rocks and glass houses, as we say every day, right, TJ? We're just talking about A&M for right now. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens to their recruiting class and the, and the guys that they brought in that they're suspending. and A lot of guys are getting hurt. And, can he keep this house of cards together? Uh, it's looking really rickety down there, despite the fantastic facilities they've got. 7.18 in the morning. We need a break. 7.35 coming up bottom of the hour. We've got John Walters, Iowa State play-by-play voice, going to join us live. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. 
Toby and TJ back with you. It is the T-Row in the Morning Show on the Ref. This hour is brought to you by Terry and Jackie Saxon over at Saxon Realty Group. And they bring you the $8.99 listing fee. No other hidden fees. Just call them up. Say, uh, give me more info on that, Terry. TJ sent me. And he'll say, ah, I love that guy. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Go ahead. Toby should dress up as Tumbleweed Tommy for the Rudy show. Oh, that's a good idea. That's You're more idea. of the sweater guy than Tumbleweed Tommy. Boy, but I'd have to land one of those sweaters to pull it off. You couldn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like how he's just got yarn around the house. I dug uh, through and found this yarn and said, this looks like the surface of the moon. <laughs> are the Sooners wearing the Unity Unis this week, Toby? Uh, again, th- that's a hypothetical question. So let's let's see, you know, where that is and what that is. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, uh, I don't. Was know. it volleyball? I, I think volleyball I did last night, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I don't know the answer to that question, but. Not that I'm aware of, and I would be surprised. I think they're going to be in the classic road whites this Saturday. The best-looking unis in college football. Um, Texter on the recruit from Mustang. You'll have to follow up with uh, Parker Thune. uh, What's the question? Uh, Wanting an update from the OU recruit out of Mustang who broke his leg. Oh, my gosh. Did he really? You have an update? Mm. No, I don't. I right, yeah, get with Parker through between 12 and 3 today. Oh, boy. That's terrible. Broke his leg? That's what it says here. Mm. I'm not confirming that. That's what the texture says. Uh, Detroit, Detroit, potato, potato. Nobody says potato. <laughs> Nobody says tomato either. That's not true. You say tomato? I don't, but I know people that do. You know people that say, hey, hey bring me, me that tomato, tomato over here. I'm going to make me a burger. I got to put some tomato on it. Uh, maybe in Italy? Is that yeah, Was that what you were doing? Or is that what a, that was a Bronx accent? Brooklyn? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just I Long have all, Island? all kinds of friends all over the world. Uh, our first pick of the week is in on the uh, Hal Smith, King of the Mountain okay. uh, Let me pick. ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Is it Jason C. and Okmulgee, Mickey Worley from Ringling, Ryan Taliaferro, Sam from Wayne, or Tanya C. Ryan is first in. Taliaferro, he is taking the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. He's gone Eagles, Broncos, Vikings, Packers, Bills, Rams, Cowboys, and now Seahawks for Ryan Taliaferro. Speaking of Seahawks, we got to talk more about the Russell Wilson audio clip yesterday as well. Triple A says properly inflated tires can save three cents per gallon. Properly counted ballots can save three dollars a gallon. <laughs> Must be a dad, a political dad joke there. Okay. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, boy, someone made you your own T-shirt here. Let me see. It says "Keep all the Reeses, Toby," and let me click on this T-shirt. <laughs> Quote, I ain't giving up the Reese's. Signed, T-Row. <laughs> That's what the shirt says here. Yeah. Okay, I'll wear that. 
Uh, several people uh, say. Listen, I do a lot for this family, okay? I sacrifice in a lot of ways. We each carry our load. And um, you would I, take a Reese's peanut butter cup from Jet Jet. Yeah. I Not only would I, I do every year. It's the Uncle Toby tax. They give a lot of other candy to enjoy. Do you think that this tax could be part of your problem that you're always complaining about? Being being overweight? Yes. Well, quit taxing the people. I'm just like we're all eating candy, but I'm just demanding the Reese's. <laughs> Reese's. That's the kind of candy I want. I'm just demanding I'm demanding the Reese's. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, like at my funeral someday, that's what they're going to talk gonna about. On, oh, that's going to be on. That's going to be on your tombstone. I can finally yeah. eat Reese's peanut butter cups. There's <laughs> just going to be big bowls of it at the entrance of your funeral. Um, lobbing peanut butter cups into my grave. <laughs> uh, peanut butter cups. Instead of like, you know, I like, what is it like? Uh, well, I better not go down that road. I'll probably say something I shouldn't. So go ahead, T. Several of you saying Jimbo sounds like an auctioneer or has a career as an auctioneer after his coaching days are done. So mm-hmm. that's probably true. Um, Kurt from Mustang says he's like the bumbling Joe Biden of college football. Not going to. We're done. All right. Let's keep it between the lines here, people. Uh, this Jimbo clip makes me think. Have you ever seen him and Bobby Boucher in the same room? That would be him That's coaching. That's high-quality H2O. <laughs> it wouldn't be um, Bobby Boucher. It would be Farmer Fran running around in his overalls that nobody understands what he's saying. Uh, when people lie, they ramble. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> this uh, texture says maybe somebody should have slapped him. <laughs> maybe somebody should have slapped him. All right, there's uh, several comparisons to the president here. Let me get past those. Let's get past those, okay? <laughs> morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, Jimbo, you're too old to be smoking weed. That's from Kevin in Tulsa. Now, that report's being disputed now, saying that none of that happened, so. Uh, just let me handle it. <laughs> Uh, hey, Vern, you know what I'm saying? By the way, um, before we continue the, the piling on of uh, Jimbo Fisher, which I'm thoroughly in support of, Kirk Ferentz has now issued an apology, TJ. It's a big week for apologies. Uh, we had the Sark apology. Early. I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. We had that earlier in the week, TJ. Now, Iowa head coach... Kirk Ferentz now, What yesterday. did he do? What did he do now? Longest tenured head coach in all of college football has issued an apology for publicly criticizing a reporter after last week's loss to Ohio State. So, um, let's see. He said, I guess after the game, well, I'll just read this to you, sir. Uh, Ferentz, unprompted, said at his weekly news conference Tuesday that he had experienced an interrogation from Cleveland.com columnist Doug Lesmerisis. Lesmerisis? Oh, got Reese's on the brain. Lesmerisis, who asked him about his son. Uh, that exchange occurred at the news conference following the game. So Saturday after the game, the Cleveland.com reporter 
was asking Kirk Ferentz about whether or not he should keep his son, Bryant Ferentz, as the offensive coordinator. You with me? Okay. And then at his – so he quizzed him about it after the game. Tuesday, Ferentz gets up there at his weekly press conference and says, quote, the one thing about it that dawned on me coming home, I said, man, as bad as today was, it could have been worse because I could have been that guy. Talking about the Cleveland.com reporter. I could have been that guy, had his job and had to act like he did. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. All things aren't that bad. So he was saying, as bad as it was to lose to Ohio State 52-10, to 10, at least I don't have uh, the terrible life that that Cleveland.com reporter loser. has. Yes, exactly. Um, he has apologized for that. He emailed an apology to the media. Ferentz said he should not have been dismissive of one of your poli- uh, one of your colleagues and that his questions were fair. Quote, I have a high respect for the work that you do, and I'm appreciative of how you cover our team. You ask tough and pointed questions, but do so with a high degree of professionalism. I tell our players to take the high road, and yesterday I did not do the same thing. End quote. Unnecessary apology. TJ, TJ hates uh, apologies. Unnece- well, I hate unnecessary <laughs> apologies. Someone made him apologize. He didn't really mean it. I know, but you have a staunch. Re- I don't know. In I the don't mind of the show apologies. If I've ever said somebody apologizes. Well, you go well because ah. the only reason you bring them up ah. is when there are situations that they don't need to apologize for. I'm tired of people being forced to apologize in this country when they don't need to apologize for I something they said. To Longhorn Nation. No, you don't. You didn't want to sing the stupid fight song. <laughs> don't go sing the stupid fight song. You owe no one an apology. Tell them to shove it. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I read the story this morning, and I was like, oh, i got to talk about this. <laughs> you knew it was going to get me angry. He's going to hate, hate you. hate There's it when people nothing apologize. wrong with a good, quick insult at a reporter. You've got to deal with them all year. <laughs> they ask you stupid questions all the time. No, no harm in taking a shot every now and then. I could have your loser life, loser. <laughs> and just move on from it. You don't have to apologize for that. Oh, man. So if... BV came out Tuesday and said, um, I know we got smashed 49-0 by Texas, and that's terrible, but at least I'm not Barry Trammell. <laughs> yes, everybody, we would be loving it. We'd be like, "This is how hilarious is that? He wouldn't, you don't think he'd owe BV, or you don't think he'd owe Trammell an apology for b- blasting him at a press conference? No, no, I don't. No, Barry probably deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably asked him another question about K-State he's asked 20 times. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize, Barry. I shouldn't have said that. What if it was Hoover? What if you did it to Hoover? Hoover, it happened all the time with suits. We loved it. He didn't apologize. Hoover definitely deserved it. it Troy Aikman had to apologize the other day. You Have some humor, apology. people. He just said they were wearing dresses. It's okay. Nation. Oh, my gosh. I'm so offended. Troy Aikman said those guys were wearing dresses. He better apologize. I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. We'll be back.
The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Oh, wait. Do we have a guest here? Yeah, we do. You want to send me his number? Yeah, I'm sending it to you right now. Good call on your part, by the way. My apologies to John. We'll get him right on the air here. John Boyd Wild up over apologies. And TJ got all fired up. <laughs> nothing, nothing worse than somebody saying they were wrong about something. Uh, okay, it's on its way to you. We will chat very soon with the play-by-play voice of the Iowa State Cyclones, John Walters. He and his uh, partner, Eric Heft, will be on the call for the Cyclone Radio Network this Saturday. We've got an 11 a.m. kickoff up in Ames, Iowa. Two teams at the bottom of the league right now. Cyclones looking for win number one. Sooners in pursuit of win number two in league play. Pre-game coverage for you on the Sooner Radio Network, by the way. We'll start at 9 a.m. Saturday right here on The Ref. We will be on the air dark and early, 7 a.m. live from Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday morning. And we are joined live now by the aforementioned play-by-play voice of the Cyclones, John Walters. Good morning, John. Morning, Toby. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Thank you. That's good. Tell me about the season. Uh, obviously, it's been um, it's been an interesting one in uh, from the way it started, and you got the win over Iowa, but struggling here in conference play. What's your perspective on how it's gone so far this year for Matt Campbell's team? You know, it's interesting because after year one, really the last five years with Matt, uh, they kind of struggled in September and then played great in October. Everybody called it Brocktober, and Iowa State was like 18-2 and two in October. Well, this year they played great in September, or at least one in September, and I don't think they played any worse in October than they did in September, but they haven't won. Uh, they've been kind of on the wrong end of a few bounces, and they could very easily be sitting here at 6-1 and one or 5-2 and two, uh, it, without a whole lot changing. But they just have not been able to win the close games. And really, even dating back to last year, they've struggled to win close games. And this year in particular, other than the victory over in Iowa City, they have struggled to close out games. And so, you know, sitting here in 0-4 in the league, and they've lost all four games by a total of 14 points, I don't feel like it's a bad football team at all. I feel like it's a, a really good football team, actually. It just hasn't found itself on the right side of the ledger. But... You know, you're replacing a lot of experienced guys that had been here for a long time, and maybe they're kind of learning how to close those games and how to win, and uh, that that process is taking a little longer than maybe you'd want. But uh, I still hope for these last five games for Iowa State. Been great defensively. I want to talk about that in a second. But what has been the issue on offense? What What do you feel like has gotten in their way of being more productive offensively? I'd say the number one thing is just the health of the running back room. Um, Jirel Brock played one play against Kansas, got hurt, and missed the rest of that game. And they really need him. Even though they use four different running backs, Jirel's their top guy. And he's their best pass protector. He's their best running back, period. And so when he went down early in that Kansas game, first snap that he played, um, they just weren't the same in pass protection. They, they were struggling to run the football pretty consistently in that game. And so uh, from that point on, he's trying to been play. He's tried to play, but he's been playing injured. I think this bye week will really help him to get back to full strength and 
They said he looks good in practice. So hopefully he's back to being the Jirel that he was at the start of the season because he was really good those first three games before he got hurt. So him and then Cartavius Norton is a, a young freshman running back who I think has a ton of potential, but he got hurt too. He got hurt week one, uh, hurt his hamstring, and missed about three or four games. So he's just now kind of getting back in his rhythm. But they need those guys. You know, you replace the best running back you've ever had probably in Brees Hall, and then, you you know, you try to plug in this system where you're, you know, going to depend on three or four different guys, and a couple of them are hurt. And so the inability to establish any kind of a consistent running game in the in-conference play has really hurt Iowa State. It's put a lot on the shoulders of Hunter Deckers, and as a result, the offense has struggled at times. Now, they've been – Decent at times, too. I mean, they, they put up over 400 yards against Texas, and Decker's had, you know, 320 total yards. They've had some moments where they've looked pretty good offensively, but um, but getting a little balance to their offense would really help their cause. I'm not sure I've ever called a game with two left-handed quarterbacks before. I could be wrong about that, but that's what we're going to have on Saturday morning when Dylan Gabriel and Hunter Decker's go head-to-head. Um, give me your evaluation of Decker's so far this year. I've really been impressed with him. You know, he's he's got a super strong arm. He's a very uh, cerebral player, um, can run the football, hasn't run it as much. I think he's still getting a feel for, you know, times to take off when pressure's coming, and I think he's getting better at that. Um, but, I mean, I just think he's really coming along. And, you know, you, you get so spoiled. We had Brock Purdy for four years where you just have this veteran guy who's been out there so much and, some things just you take for granted. And, you know, Hunter, although he's been in the program for a couple of years and has had some experience, uh, you know, he didn't make a start as a quarterback until this year. And so, you know, this first first start came this season. And the only way you can get experience is to go out there and play. And he's gaining that experience, and I think he's growing by the day. Um, but we, we probably just got a little bit spoiled in the past. But I, I think Hunter's going to be a really good quarterback. It, remind, it reminds me a little bit. Not maybe in style, but just in his progression uh, of Spencer Sanders, who, you know, I think made some mistakes early in his career and now has kind of figured it out and really is a a great, great quarterback. I think Hunter Deckers can do those same things over the course of his Iowa State career. Talking to John Walters, play-by-play voice of the Cyclones, we got OU-ISU coming up 11 a.m. Saturday morning at Jack Trice Stadium. Well, uh, John Haycock's doing it again. Uh, It doesn't seem to matter – who graduates, Iowa State just keeps playing great defense, giving up 15 points a game. What impresses you about how they're getting it done this year? Well, just that. I mean, it's it's that they keep getting it done in all phases. You know, they've got a, a really good secondary this year. I think that's one thing that going into the season, there was a lot of concern about the secondary because Aishim Young transferred to Ole Miss, and Craig McDonald, who was another starter, transferred to Auburn. Um, and, and, you know, you're a little concerned about some of the inexperienced guys stepping in there in the secondary, but they've been really, really good. And, um, you know, Bo Freeler, a safety who's played a lot and is really a hard-hitting guy that can come up there from that middle safety spot playing really well. Anthony Johnson moved back to safety, and he's playing great. And then the two corners are really doing well, T.J. Tampa and Miles Purchase. And, Iowa State's still good up front. That's that's kind of been their thing since since Coach Haycock arrived. They've they've always had a little bit uh, of a you know a, a pretty good front seven, but um, or front six I guess it is in their three three five. But um, 
I, I feel good about the secondary this year, and I think that's where they've really grown. And so, you know, the defense has been good. It's been steady. Uh, it's forced some turnovers. It's, it's certainly put Iowa State in a position to win these games and uh, continues to be a strong point for the Cyclone team. What's the number one most important thing in your mind for them on Saturday to win? Well, I think it, it is on that defensive side of the ball. Can they can they get Oklahoma's offense off the field? Because if this becomes a, a tempo game where Jeff Levy is able to create that tempo and run a lot of plays like he did against Kansas where they had 100 offensive plays and 700 yards, obviously those are huge numbers. You're probably not going to quite duplicate those against Iowa State. But if they get in a good rhythm with their offense – uh, it creates some real problems where you can't sub and you're, you're trying like crazy to get fresh guys out there. So I think it does help Iowa State and maybe helps Oklahoma too to come off a bye week where your legs should be pretty fresh. I think especially defensively for Iowa State, that's a, that's a good thing, especially this week. But, you know, that tempo can work both ways. As you've seen, you know, if you're, if you're getting first downs and you're moving the chains, it can be a great thing. And if you're not and if your offense is only out there for – 40 seconds, then you're punting it away. You put your defense right back out there. So I think Iowa State needs to be really good at trying to get some three and outs. They might not come in bunches, but if you can get a couple, it can really change the tone of the game. And then offensively, I think they have to try to control some drives. They have to keep their offense out there on the field for a little while and give that defense a chance to rest. So it's not a new formula, but it's one that I think you really have to do, particularly against this OU team. You got a, a a feel for what kind of basketball team you guys are going to have this year yet? Yeah, I think it's going to look a lot like last year's team in terms of they're going to struggle to score at times, um, but I think they can score in other ways besides out of their half-court offense. I think it's a team that's going to have to uh, get some turnovers, create some turnovers, get out and run off those, uh, get some offensive rebounds and some putbacks, and they're built a little bit better for that. A couple players you saw last year, in the NIT from St. Bonaventure, Jaron Holmes and Oshuna Shunahi uh, transferred into the Iowa State program. They're good players, uh, but Oshun's a really good offensive rebounder. If they can get some footbacks, um, that can help them score without it necessarily having to come from within their offense. And then the third thing would be, uh, with, the, with more size on this team, get to the free throw line a little bit more and maybe score more from the free throw line. If they can do some of those things, I, I think they can offset maybe some of that the struggles they'll have with not having an Isaiah Brockington to rise up and get you a shot with that shot clock winding down. Uh, but defensively, I think it'll look a lot like last year. They should be very good on that side of the ball. But the Big 12 is so tough that Iowa State has picked to finish eighth. I mean, here's a team that was in the Sweet 16 a year ago. Uh, now, granted, they lost a lot of players, but they replaced them with good players. But picked eighth, and that's just this league. I mean, the, the Big 12, again, top to bottom, loaded, and it's been that way in basketball for several years, and I think this year we're just seeing that balance in football, too, where it's just hard to pick out who the worst team in the league is. John, looking forward to seeing you on Saturday morning up there in Ames. Thank you so much for a few minutes of your time today, bud. We appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you, Toby. Thanks. John Walters, if you're an Iowa State fan, size perfect day, TJ. He's written a children's book. John Walters, pick it up. For your little cyclones, we'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Ask them about their $8.99 listing fee. Call Terry, 405-361-3380.
A few texts here before we hit the top of the hour. By the way, um, sad to announce, tomorrow will be my last show. Uh, last day with the station. Obviously, the Powerball up to $800 million now, so I will play and obviously will win Saturday and uh, will not be back in on Monday. So, uh, last show on uh, tomorrow. So It's not going to. We're done. <laughs> Air Comfort Solutions text line. This goes back to our first segment with Jimbo. By far the greatest segment in the history of this show. Hmm. Wait, all it took was Jimbo Fisher, yeah. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people saying the faster talking usually means you're lying. Okay. Um, Morning, guys. We've all heard the wonderful Bob Stoops Christmas song, but will we be getting a Jimbo Fisher Christmas song this year? Oh, great idea. (laughs) Great idea. Time will tell. We shall see. Da-da-da-da-da. Hang on, Bob. It'll be Christmas soon enough. He's itching. To sing his Christmas carols. Too. Carter, see, you would have to apologize for your text. This is just mean. I'm not going to read it. Don't insult Happy guests that Toby everyone. has on this show. What? What's Carter? You get back from Mexico, you think you're a tough guy now? What's going on with you, Carter? Carter wants to fight me? Uh, no, he's insulting uh, maybe a guest that you just recently had on and said he figures out who you don't like in the Big 12. So, I love John Walters. Yeah. That's not the right answer. Uh Uh-uh. John Walters and I went on an Alaskan cruise together. (laughs) I don't know why that sounds funny. uh, He was the ambassador for Iowa State, and we dined together. We went on an excursion. Our our wives know each other. I like John Walters a lot. Incorrect answer by Carter. I think I've said on the the, uh, air before the one I have a hard time getting along with. Why don't you remind us? You want to uh, mention no. it again? No. It again? I will not. You um, should have picked up on it. TJ is always spot on with his anti-apology stance. This world is so soft. Signed, TJ Stan. Thank you. I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. This has been a thing for me for over 20 years when I was forced to yeah. apologize to the University of Oklahoma. I didn't mean it when I apologized, but I was forced to, okay? Big. He's been a long-time big anti-apology guy. <laughs> Eight o'clock, we'll be back.